Welcome to Puritans Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 60 of The Christian's Daily Walk by Henry Scudder. Number three, doubts of God's love from inward horrors and distresses of mind removed. As the forementioned persons did question God's love from considerations taken from their outward conditions, so there are very many who, besides what they conclude from outward crosses, conclude also from their inward horrors and distresses of conscience and from their intolerable perplexities of soul that God does not love them. They think that their distress is other or greater than the affliction of any of God's children. Therefore, they want peace, fearing that God does not love them. Those to whom God does bear special love may be so far perplexed with inward and strange terrors and discomforts that they may think themselves to be forsaken of God. Thus David complains, Will the Lord cast off forever, and will he be favorable no more? Psalm 77, 7, 8, and 9. Yea, not only David, but Christ Jesus himself and his church did in their sense and feeling take themselves to be forsaken of God. Matthew 27, 46, Canticles 5, 6, Isaiah 49, 14. Yet, None that are wise will say that these were destitute of God's love or were ever quite forsaken, though never so much perplexed and cast down, yet in their own feeling and sense, in the agony of their spirits, they did thus think or speak. 2 Corinthians 4, 8 and 9. God has most holy and blessed ends in many times leading and leaving his children in such straits that they are altogether without any sense of his love. First, it may be a just correction of them, for they're not showing love to God and because they do in part forsake him by their sins. This is therefore to humble them and to make them know themselves and to bring them to repentance. God may be pacified towards them in the main, yet for a time show them no countenance, as David. Though his anger was appeased towards Absalom, yet for a time he would not let him see his love, for he would not let him come into his sight, that Absalom might be more humbled and might the more detest his sin, Second Samuel 14.24. Secondly, God exercises his beloved ones with many fears, horrors, 
and doubts to prevent that spiritual pride, which else would be in them, and that self-sufficiency, which else they would conceive to be in themselves. If they should always have a sense of inward and spiritual comforts, and should not sometimes have pricks in the flesh and buffetings of Satan, they would be exalted above measure and would be something in themselves, in their own opinion. Second Corinthians 7, no, 12, 7. But when there is such difficulty in getting and keeping of grace and comfort, and when they find when they need have of both, and how neither can be had but from God, in and by Christ, it will make them empty themselves of all things in themselves, that they may be something in Christ. And then, when they have grace and comfort, they will acknowledge themselves to be beholden to God for the same. Thirdly, God withholds from his children the sense of his favor to try the sincerity and truth of their soul dependence on him, trying whether because God seems to forsake them, they will forsake him, whether, like King Joram, they will say, why shall they wait upon God any longer, Second Kings 6.33, and whether they will, with Saul, betake them to unlawful means of help, for Samuel 28, 6 and 7, or whether, on the other side, they will say, with Job and David, Though God kill us or forget us, yet we will trust in him, hope in him, and praise him. Job 13, 15, Psalm 42, 9 and 11. Who, they are persuaded, is and will show himself to be the health of their countenance and their God. God uses to leave his children as, in another case, he left Hezekiah to try them and to know what is in their hearts. Second Chronicles 32-31 Fourthly, God withdraws himself for a time that they may learn to esteem more highly of his favor and to desire it more, when by the want of it they find by experience what a hell it is to be without it, and that they may be more thankful for it and be more careful by studying to please God, to keep it when they have it. This holy use David and the church made of God's forsaking them, as they thought, for a time. Psalm 80, 18 and 19, Canticles 3, 2, 5 and 6, 2, 7, 8, 4. It made them seek more diligently after God, promising that if he would turn to them, they would not go back from him, resolving by his grace to cleave more closely unto him. But know this to your comfort, when God most withdraws himself and forsakes you. It is but in part, in appearance only, and but for a time, 
he may, for the cause before mentioned, turn away his face and forbear to show his loving countenance. But he will not take his loving kindness utterly from you, nor suffer his faithfulness to fail. Psalm 89, 32-34 What God said to his afflicted church, that he saith to every afflicted member thereof, For a small moment have I forsaken thee, but with great mercies will I gather thee. In a little wrath have I hid my face from thee for a moment, but with everlasting kindness will I have mercy on thee, saith the Lord thy Redeemer. Isaiah 54, 7 and 8. Hence it is that in your greatest extremities your faith and hope shall secretly, though you feel not their work, preserve you from utter despair. As it was with David and with our blessed Savior, Psalm 22, 1, who, although these words of theirs to God, why hast thou forsaken me, argue fear and want of sense of God's love, yet these words, my God, my God, do argue a secret alliance and hope. Matthew twenty-seven forty-six. Number four. Doubts of God's love on account of extraordinary afflictions removed. And whereas you say that no man's grief or troubles are like yours, partly by reason of outward afflictions and partly by inward temptations and distresses, give me leave to deal plainly with you. It is a foolish and a false speech. Talk with a thousand thus troubled. They will also say thus, No man's cave was ever as mine, nor as bad. Will any that have but common sense think this to be true? Most of these must needs be deceived. You feel your own distresses, but you cannot fully know what another feels. If you would rightly look into the distresses of others. You were better than yourselves, as they are recorded in Scripture. You would not think thus. As for outward afflictions, upon whom did God even lay his hand more heavy than on his servant Job? Job 1. Had not Paul also his trouble without of all sorts and terrors within, etc. Second Corinthians eleven twenty three to thirty three, and if you consider sorrows, fears, and distresses of all sorts, were yours such as David's were, or more than his, I pray, what mean these and many more such speeches? My bones are vexed, my soul is vexed, but thou, O Lord. How long I am weary with my groaning, mine eye is consumed with grief. It waxes old, Psalm 6, 2, 3, 6, 7. Why standest thou afar off, O Lord? Why hidest thou thyself in time of trouble? Psalm 10, 1. How long wilt thou forget me, O Lord, forever? How long wilt thou hide thy face from me? 
Psalm 13, 1. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted in the midst of my bowels. My strength is dried up like a potsherd. My tongue cleaves to my jaws, and thou hast brought me to the dust of death. Psalm 22, 14, 15. My bones waxed old through my roaring all the day. For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me. Psalm 32, 3 and 4. There is no soundness in my flesh because of thine anger. Neither is there any rest in my bones because of my sin. Mine iniquities, that is, the punishment of mine iniquities, are gone over my head. They are too heavy for me. Psalm 38, 3 and 4. Thus and much more does he complain. I am weary of my crying. My throat is dry. Mine eyes fail while I wait for my God. Psalm 69, 3. So Asaph, my sore ran and ceased not. My soul refused to be comforted. Psalm 77, 2. What think you now? Were not Job, Paul, and David in God's love and favor, notwithstanding all this? It may be, you will reply, however the matter of their trouble might be greater than yours. Yet, they could remember God. They could pray to him. They had faith and confidence in God in their distresses, all which you want. Therefore, herein, your case is worse than theirs. This concludes episode 60 of Henry Scudder's The Christian's Daily Walk.